Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Peak for now, and today I am joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi, Chopper. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, uh, Andy. Happy Happy 2021. Happy start of hopefully a better year. Fingers crossed. Than eh? Last year. So yeah, just just happy everything and happy. I, all round. I'm glad to be back. I've, I haven't done this for two weeks now. I don't know. No one. No, I didn't know one did it last week. But Louis covered me for the week before. So, but mm-hmm. I am back and better than ever. Better than ever. How was your Christmas slash New Year, mate? It was. It was very well. Christmas was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I luckily I'd live alone. So I am able to use the government loophole of a uh, of a what's it called support support bubble. bubble. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to visit my parents for Christmas and stay there for a few Good. days because that's not breaking the law, thankfully. Um, yeah. Because yeah, my, my flatmate hasn't lived here for uh, about a month, so it was okay for me to do that. Um, nice. And yeah, so but but New Year's, I uh, I I. Because of just the massively increasing rates, and my parents are not—they're not old, but they're also not young. And I was mm. like, ah, I, I can probably—I can probably manage this one on my own. So I—I I spent New Year's uh, just on my own playing video games, which which was fine. So there you go. Yeah. Fun, time, you? Yeah. Fun time, Fun uh, time. Yeah, mine was alright. Uh, I've spoken about my Christmas on two other podcasts this week, so I won't—I won't do the full details. But uh, yeah, managed to come to my parents just before Tier Four happened, and then tier four happened so i'm here now um but brought all my equipment with me so that's good so i can still do all my stuff uh christmas was lovely got to spend it with my parents which was really nice um mum's cooking can't go wrong it was great um got a fitbit love that um santa was very nice uh so yeah no it it was a really nice christmas and new year was it was it was a nice idea um no it it was nice I was just I was done with the night by about half ten, and I was like, I can't be bothered to stay up for another hour and a half. But I did it just about, and I got into bed at about three minutes past midnight. Yeah, I it now that we're really old and have passed mm-hmm. twenty five and stuff like that. I was I was yawning away at 10, 10 p.m. Yeah. My I, I was messaged my uh, friend at midnight, and I got a reply from her in the morning saying, "Oh yeah, I was I was asleep by half eleven. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's just I can't. Be, yeah. I mean, I've I've never been that bothered about New Year. No, I mean, um, because it's like hooray, it's tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, but uh, yeah, it's just it, it's yeah, it's just especially this year where you couldn't really celebrate it. 
not that I particularly celebrate it anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was kind of like right that's midnight. Okay, good night, everyone. See you later. Yeah. yeah. Um, but before we we dive too deep on anything else, we should probably talk about SmackDown. Mm. So let's get into talking about it. Where Sonya Deville returned on the show. If you blinked, you'd have missed it. So let's talk about it. This return was rubbish because Sonya Deville hasn't been seen in WWE since SummerSlam, since she lost that uh, match against Mandy Rose uh, of the Loser Leaves WWE match. And obviously she needed time off for real life circumstances and the things that have transpired uh, in her real life. But her coming back is a really big deal because Sonya Deville made her name in 2020. Her feud with Mandy Rose was one of the things that was the highlight of SmackDown during the, especially during the performance center era of WWE. And obviously that ended at SummerSlam when the Thunderdome came in and then Roman Reigns took over from there really. But Sonya and Mandy, let's not forget how amazing that feud was in 2020. Sonya Deville was a big, big deal for a lot of people. And she hasn't been seen in like four months. That's a long time in the wrestling world. That's a long, long time. Yes. So I mostly, I mostly, mostly agree. Uh, like it should have been more. It should have been a bigger deal. However, I did saw. I I didn't mind it. I I think I I think I hated it less than you hate it because <laughs> at least it was something. At least and the way she walked backstage. And the way that everyone like went, that's Sonia Deville. It did make her feel like a big deal. She still, she's still carrying herself like a big deal. So in that sense, I don't mind it because it, it sort of felt like everyone was taking notice of the fact that she was back. It felt like everyone was like, holy crap, that's Sonia Deville. Whoa, man. What I'm worried about. So I, I'm still, I'm, I'm trying to channel positivity, but I, what I'm worried about is that this is just going to be another Carmella, which and that's not a bad thing because Carmella has been has been pretty good since she came back. But I'm worried it's just here's another challenger for Bailey and Sasha, but really Bailey and Sasha are our stars. And also the fact that Mandy Rose is on Raw makes me worry because that's the story that they will always want to tell because it's a oh former best friends. Uh, and now they haven't got that. I'm worried that they're not going to have anything to, like the, should we say, less than inspiring creative, uh, will struggle to come up with anything other than, look, it's Sonya Deville. Yeah, that's true. So for, for people who haven't seen it, just so we can explain what actually happened, mm. uh, a random backstage segment they just threw backstage. Sonya Deville is there, just walking through backstage corridor. As she's walking, a couple people in the background kind of glance around, and it's like. That's Sonia? Why is she here? Yeah. Cole then says, everyone, that's Sonia Deville. WWE <laughs> has reinstated her. And that was it. And then it cut away. And uh, we went on to the next segment. To me, that's such a massive waste. I agree with you that at least people treated her like, oh, wow, she's back. But mm. think of the possibilities of what you could have had with Sonia Deville. Her character from before, you know, being quite like the intense badass kind of thing she likes to beat people up why doesn't she i don't know beat someone up 
I thought that would have been nice. Or at the very least, have her come back at the Rumble instead of now. That would have been an amazing return to have her come yeah. out at the Rumble as a as a surprise return. We know the impact surprise returns can have. Like, I don't think Roman Reigns' return and subsequent heel turn would have been as effective if he didn't have that shock return at SummerSlam after the Universal title match. I think that was the thing that really kickstarted this new character into an upper gear, followed by payback the, the following week, of course. But just to have a walk backstage and Michael Cole just go, by the way, she's reinstated. What? I mean, that, that really undermines the loser leaves WWE stipulation from SummerSlam because they haven't given any explanation as to why or how she's back. They just said she's reinstated and it doesn't give her any direction in the show going future. It feels like they've just brought about, okay, right. You're ready to come back. Sweet. We'll put you on TV. What am I doing? Yeah. Uh, we'll figure that out later. Just be on TV. It's fine. It it does. It's, it's that kind of consistent. Oh, our fans are a bit dumb. So Let's bring her back. No one's going to question it. No one's going to remember that she got that that she had to leave WWE, and it's that kind of oh well, you know, they're not going to care because like we're still making money out of it. So why do we have to make things make sense? I think the I think maybe the thing that they're worried about is, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but is overbooking the main event uh, scene because the. Smack the, the SmackDown women's main event scene has got Sasha, it's got Carmella, it's got Bailey, and it's got Bianca Belair. So if you were going to shove someone else in, then that might make, make it a bit too sort of saturated. However, that's just even more reason to just not bring her back yet because we didn't really need anyone else back yet because we've got that main four and then we've got whatever the hell the Riot Squad and Billy Kay are doing. So that's kind of what you need. On a two-hour show, that's kind of what you need. So to bring her back now for no reason is a bit like, huh, okay, well, it's nice that she's back and it's nice that she sort of is happy to return to wrestling given what everything that happened last year. But, yeah, it, it. I mean, we don't know that they haven't got plans yet, but this felt very much like she's back, right, it'll be... We'll get a note. We'll get a, a a tweet later this week saying on Friday or later next week saying on Friday Sonya Deville makes her return against Liv Morgan or something like that. Yeah, probably. I mean, it might seem unfair, and I know there's probably going to be some people just be like, let it play out, see yeah. how this kind of thing. The problem is, I've let WWE play it out loads of times, and it's almost never panned out yeah. the right way. Like, I'm I'm happy to let it play out. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But there are ways of bringing people back, and this really wasn't it. And that, exactly. that, that we are we are only we are only annoyed at the actual return itself. That's what we're discussing. We're not discussing what could happen in the future because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We're just saying we would have liked this to be a bigger deal. We would have liked them to hype it more. We would yeah. have liked it to be like it was a surprise to see her, but I would have been much more surprised to see her had she just like run into the ring and beat someone up. Or yeah, exactly. The Rumble. Yeah, I, I, I still think returning at the Rumble would have been the best thing for her because, you, like you said, you've got this main event uh, for people seen on SmackDown right now, which is a really good, strong four, by the way. Really a big fan of the, the four they've got with Banks, Bailey, uh, Belair, and Carmella. Um, oh, ruined the bees. I'm sorry. Um, but then, um, Barmella. Uh, but then, if you wait until the Rumble, that at least means that whoever the current challenger for Banks is has either won the championship or you know 
that challenge has faded down the card a little bit, which mm. leaves another slot for Deville to come back and feel important because you've had enough time for that feud to play out, which is probably going to be Carmella from the looks of things. So then Deville can replace Carmella in the main event kind of four top four people while Carmella goes on to do other stuff who's already been sort of built up to that main event level. So she doesn't feel like a complete waste on the rest of the card because she was just challenging for the championship and she could potentially elevate some other people up with her. Like, I don't know the riot squad because they're doing nothing. So just have that, have that be some sort of program with Carmella afterwards, have Sonya be more important afterwards. I just have a return at the rumble. I don't understand. I don't understand bringing anyone back in January. If you've got to bring anyone back, bring them back at the rumble. When historically, no, between Christmas and the Rumble, historically, people don't really care or watch. Um, but I mean, really, she should have returned at the Helena Cell because she is the devil. Anyway, the rest of the show, should we uh, talk about that? Yeah, I guess so. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The rest of the show, we got a recap of TLC and last week's cage match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. And they they got huge numbers on uh, the Christmas Day episode of SmackDown. Over 3 million viewers, which is bonkers. Um, And I think smartly they started this episode off with the people that finished that episode, um, which uh, was obviously Roman Reigns, uh, Jey Uso, Paul Heyman, and eventually Kevin Owens. Uh, Roman came out and essentially just cut a promo about how great they all are. He's the universal champion, the head of the table. I make everyone relevant. Paul Heyman, the most honest and genuine person I've ever had the pleasure of doing business with. I love Heyman's response to that, by the way, of Roman saying that and Heyman just like praying and bowing to him. It was like, much as I am. Yes, oh, I am that. He's, he's so good. And then him saying to Jey Uso, you know, he's made him main event Uso before people were confused which one he is. But to me, you've always been main event Uso. And he makes people relevant, Island of Relevancy, Head of the Table, Tribal Chief. It was all great. It was a good, good promo from Roman, I thought. Yes. Uh, Kevin Owens then comes out. And uh, and before he can even say anything, Roman cuts him off. He's like, no one cares what you have to say. We beat you at TLC. We beat you last week on SmackDown. Get out of here. You're done. I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. We've proved our point. You're nothing, essentially. Mm. Um, which was great. And then... I was in agreement with Roman up to that point. I was like, I mean, yeah, they've had great matches and stuff, but like, you know, someone else would be fresh for for Rumble time. Maybe not Owens again. But then Owens made the very good point, and he was like, well, I'm still standing here. That means you failed. You said you were going to take my career, and you haven't. You yeah. failed. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I kind of want to see another match now. Um, it's just that one line. I was, I just literally just sold me on on more between these two. Um, but he says he wants to fight Jay tonight, not Roman. He's not here for Roman anymore. He's here for Jay because he wants to make him pay for everything that they've put him through for ages. And it's been mainly Jay that has done the 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 dirty work. You know, at TLC he was the one that stopped him winning and all that jazz. And they had their matches before then and all of that. Yeah, which I thought was great. Um, so yeah, it was solid stuff from from all parties involved here. Thought it was a good opening segment. Yeah. So the the, the original report was that it was going to be Roman Reigns against Daniel Bryan at mm. the Royal Rumble. However, it does look because of the reaction this has got that they are going to do the third iteration of the of this match, um, which I'm which like like you said before the show, I'd have been like. Ugh. Well, you know, okay, fine, we'll do this again. But I would rather see someone else. But now I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, do you know what? This has got enough legs to take it through. They are both good enough. And there are, what, what's helped this is that it's not just been Roman against Kevin Owens over and over and over. It's been Roman against Kevin Owens. It's been Jey Uso against Kevin Owens. So I think that's really helped. And I think that this does have enough in it. I'm assuming it's going to be some kind of. I just. I hope it's not kind of like, Jey Uso in a shark cage or, or something like that. Um, but I do think this has got 
enough to have like an extreme rules or or a full maybe a false count anywhere given that the uh the the sort of end of this segment was was owens being thrown off the well, uh, I don't spoilers know. god sorry gonna get to that later yeah no you're, you're uh, being, being thrown right. off the the sort of titan tron area like it was <laughs> i don't know what you would want to call that it's bit it's in, it's in the bit. thunderdome screens yeah, yeah in the thunderdome screens a high bit uh through through a a, a table so yeah, I can see uh, now because obviously Daniel Bryan has now declared himself for the Rumble match, so he won't be going up against Roman Reigns. So I am happy to see this match again, but mm-hmm. that should be it because yeah. it's a, it's one of the big five. So that's it's almost certainly going to be. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see some kind of like uh, a false count anywhere or a I don't know last man standing match, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last man standing. Actually, last man standing probably makes the most sense. Yeah, totally. Because it's kind of like. Kevin's like, I'm still here. I'm still yeah. standing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yes. Um, but yes, we'll get to the rest of their their feud later on in the show. Uh, we got a recap of uh, Biggie winning the Intercontinental Title last week, and then we got Biggie versus King Corbin with Sami Zayn on commentary. Uh, it was a very short match. Biggie wearing his Brody armband. Nice to see. Um, Biggie manages to hit the big ending on uh, Corbin, but before he can get the pin, Sammy runs into the ring and uh, causes the DQ. On commentary, he was saying how the whole thing was a conspiracy, classic Sammy heel shenanigans. And uh, but then the Knights of the Lone Wolf and Sammy start to beat down on Biggie some more. Apollo Cruz comes out and makes the save, which I guess makes sense because Apollo's been hanging out with Biggie backstage sometimes mm. for a little while. So I guess they're friends, kind of. It, there's, there's some history there at the very least. Um, so yeah, Apollo comes out, makes the save. That gets made into a tag team match during an ad break. So it's Apollo and Big E versus Corbin and Sammy. Um, and the match itself was, again, it was fine. There wasn't that much in-ring stuff going on. It was more about the angle, which was Sammy once again running his mouth. Uh, Knights of the Lone Wolf and Corbin just leave him in the ring because uh, he was mouthing off to the the Knights of the Lone Wolf. And then uh, Apollo Crews hits his spin out, uh, spin out, spinning sit out powerbomb uh, for the win against Sammy. Uh, it was all it was all fine. It was more, it was more about just Sammy continuing to have no friends and yeah. Corbin actually showing some kind of loyalty towards the Knights of the Lone Wolf, which I thought was interesting because normally, you know, treats his cronies like crap. But he was like, no, you, you don't get to talk to my friends like that. Well, let's just go. It's fine. Yeah. So obviously everyone started this match going, oh, no. Is this going to be the feud going for the next four years? Is it going to be... Because I think every, as soon as Big E won it, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be Baron Corbin, isn't it? Um, but what... what, what obviously I'm jumping ahead, but after the match, which, like you said, was fine. It was all kind of based around this whole... Biggie's the champion, but also Sammy's a loser. And he's a delusional loser who's decided that the reason he is a loser is because everyone's working against him. Um, but yeah, so so Corbin and his and his knights of the round table leave because Sammy's being such a douchebag uh, and sort of let him let him lose. And then after the match, Big E thankfully doesn't go, oh no, but I'm still mad at Corbin. He says, I'm going to be having this open challenge thing uh, and Apollo accepts. Thank God for that <laughs> because uh, although I am still worried that it's just going to be a DQ next week and Sammy's going to mm. get involved and Corbin's going to get involved. Um, I wouldn't be against, I guess, a 
fatal four way between these four guys at Royal Rumble. That that's fine. Um, but also, but because I think if you're going to have Corbin in a feud, then the more people in it to kind of mask the fact that it's Corbin in a feud, the better. Um, yeah. And I would love to see Biggie do an open challenge every single week um, because I just love open challenges because even though it's kind of like well it's going to be someone from the mid card i still get excited about oh it's gonna it's gonna be a returning sonia deville or i don't know yeah um it, they're always exciting uh so i'm very glad that's what they're that's the more the direction they're going than just weeks of corbin yes and i don't know if that's exactly how open challenges work where you just say i'm gonna no, do an open challenge next not. week and then apollo goes i'm gonna answer and then it gets confirmed later in the show that that's the match that's happening. It's like, that's not really an open challenge then, is no, it? It's um, not, but who cares? It, it, it's like calling shotgun before you can see the car. Mm. That makes no sense. Um, anyway, uh, yes, I, like, I pretty much exactly what you said. I'm happy that it's not just going to be Corbin forever. I'm liking the fact they're going towards the open challenge route. Uh, I do think open challenges might be a little played out at this point, but they are still very fun. So like, yeah. you know, give and take. Um, but yes, and we got Biggie versus Apollo next week, which should be pretty fun. I'm actually quite excited for that match because they're both very good. Um, we got Adam Pierce and Kevin Owens backstage. Je- definitely not the general manager, Adam Pierce. Uh, Kevin Owens goes up to him and says he wants Jey Uso. And Adam Pierce says, No, I can't give you Jey Uso. And then Kevin goes, No, but I really want Jey Uso. And Adam Pierce goes, Okay. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what, he, what he's, this he's, was. he's tough, Adam Pierce. He, he really yeah. does, takes, takes a lot of convincing. Um, yeah. I mean, why refuse him in the first place? It's kind of like... I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I feel like the story they were trying to tell, which I don't think worked quite well this time, was that Adam Pierce is scared of consequences from Roman and he doesn't want to give him the match that Kevin Owens wants because Roman will come after him, which is what happened later on in the show. But I don't think they put that across properly in the promo. Adam, like, you know, he never said that. He never, like, insinuated that that's the reason why he didn't want to do it. He just said, I don't want to give you Jey Uso. And it was like, well, why? You're a general Mm. manager. This would be good for SmackDown. It's good for ratings, you know. Um, But, yeah, he eventually gave him the match with Jey Uso, which is going to be the main event. And we'll talk about this segment now. It was later on. It got confirmed with a graphic. Main event tonight, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso. Cuts away to a TV of Roman, Jey, and Paul watching the... the, um, Match graphic come up after Michael Cole has just said, Adam Pierce has made it official. It's Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso coming up. Cuts to Roman and he says, I need to find out who made this match. Like, it's Adam Pierce. Michael Cole <laughs> just said it. <laughs> Roman, Firstly, who else is it going to be? It's always yeah. Adam Pierce. Also, Michael Cole just said it on the TV that you were just watching. Hey, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe they had it on mute. Uh, maybe they had it on mute. Roman and Roman's a terrible detective. Yeah. Um, Does that also mean that when it when the promo started and it cut to Roman, that the TV that they were watching also cut to Roman, so that he was watching himself? They, they had to turn on the box, and it was buffering for a bit, <laughs> and then it finally came up just as the match graphic appeared. Um, yeah. But one one quick tangent. Um, it, speaking of people who like Roman or have previously liked Roman, Seth Rollins was originally. Uh, advertised for this show and did you did you hear the whole thing I so Seth Rollins was, was 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 advertised for this show and it turns out that i think the reason that he was was because someone told fox on twitter 
oh, we might be bringing him back. And they went, oh, great. Right, tweet that. Seth Rollins is back on New Year's Day. And they went, no, 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 he's not. Like, we were thinking of maybe doing it, but he's not coming back. So then they had to delete that tweet. And Seth Rollins is not coming back. Um, so yeah. Seth Rollins is coming back any day now, guys, because they said I he would was, hope and then they decided not at to. At the Rumble. Yes. It's January. Next Gosh. week, they're going to have him walking through a corridor. I'm just going to go, that's that, Seth. That's Seth Rollins. That's Seth Rollins. Do you know he's got a kid now? Crazy. Crazy yeah. called Rue, which is a yeah. great name. You can't say that with a straight face. Anyway, afterwards, we got Riot Squad versus the team of Tamina and Natalia, your favorite team in the world, I would assume. Andy. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know what? Until you mentioned that, I didn't realize how much I hate that team. Yes. Yeah. No. Those uh, are my two least favorite wrestlers in the world. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah, so Billy Kay came out, and I was like, okay, who's her tag partner this week? Tamina came out, and the commentary were like, oh, I guess Tamina liked her resume. I'm like, she's already tagged with Tamina. You guys know this, right? And then Natalia came out, and then Tamina and Natalia just went down to the ring, and Billy Kay was like, oh, I was going to... Am I not doing the... Uh, like, she's very good at, like, comedic yeah, timing yeah. and all that stuff. She's very good at it. Um, the match was nothing. I wasn't really paying attention to the match because Billy Kay was so distracting on the outside. She was just kind of yelling encouragement to Tamina and Natalia the whole time and blah, 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 blah. About halfway through the match, though, it was a very short match, about halfway through, Billy Kay just starts cheering for the Riot Squad and they they nearly got a pinfall and she was like, oh, no, you didn't, you didn't win. And then Liv Morgan manages to roll up Tamina and then she starts celebrating with the Riot Squad and they're like, what are you doing? And then Billy Kay just starts celebrating, going up the ramp and dancing and stuff. What is this story? Hey, it's just because you don't understand it. It's really, it's actually really clever. Uh, you need a really high IQ to yeah, understand yeah. this story. Like, like I'm very smart, so obviously I understand it. I'm a really nice guy as well. Mm, um, yeah. uh, so what this story is, is that Billy Kay is just... Um, siding with her the wins because she's decided that that's the only way to get higher on the card and it's really really clever the way they're doing it you 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 won't you don't don't worry don't want to I, 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 you, you won't understand um but yeah that's the story billy k is um uh really really wants to <laughs> do well Anyway, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair team next to take on Bailey and Carmella. Um, this match was okay. Um, there was uh, Bianca got worked over for pretty much the whole thing, which I thought was a, a weird choice. I would have thought they'd have maybe split that up a little bit. But yeah, Bianca got beaten up a lot. She got the hot tag to Sasha. Sasha ran wild for a little bit. Then Sasha locks in the bank statement on Carmella. Her sommelier, Reginald. Carmelier. You're the worst. Uh, he comes in and he drags Carmella out the ring to break up the bank statement. Now, I've been through this. I went through this on the Raw podcast with Laurie, so I'm not going to go into full detail here, but that's a DQ. He has interfered in a match. It doesn't matter whether he's attacking someone or not, or he's helping his teammate. He's interfered in a match. That's a DQ. Yeah, he did it so quickly that the ref didn't notice. The ref was right there and watched him do it. And then he got in the ring afterwards. And the ref was like, whoa. Hey, man, I woke up to my friend chat of wrestling stuff. And the first thing I saw was Reginald, like, back rolling out of the ring. And I was like, 
that's the best thing I've ever seen anyone ever do. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so cool. And I was like, oh, I'm already high on this show. Um, it okay. was so cool. Let's explain first, because you, you have a tendency to do this, Mr. Dad. Sorry. So just say stuff before we've even explained yeah, that it Yeah, I happened. get excited about things. I'm sorry. I'm positive. So, Regi- Reginald gets in the ring after he's pulled Carmella out. Gets in the ring, and Sasha's like, what are you doing? He then does a back roll, and his feet go out the middle rope, so he's standing on the apron in one smooth smoothment. Smooth movement. And then Sasha's like, what the hell? Goes to like hit him and he backflips off the apron and lands on his feet. I was like, is he a sommelier? Because now I don't believe he is. I believe he's just a wrestler that you guys have told yes, me. But you sommelier. don't know. You didn't. Uh, two weeks ago, you didn't know what a sommelier was. That's true. So I still one, don't because I don't believe part, this guy is that. One part of a sommelier's job is when he, when he pours your wine, he just does a backflip. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. It's yeah, it's this French thing. You wouldn't un- again. You wouldn't understand. Um, <laughs> to have high enough IQ. Clearly, this, this, this wrestling lock is too clever for you. Yeah. Um, but then Carmella is going to attack um, the, 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 the banks from behind, uh, but she manages to get the better of her, get a knee to the face. Uh, but then Reginald gets back up on the apron. She slaps him off. Carmella then does a really cool sit out face buster, but she like twists over the top first, which I thought was quite cool. Um, doesn't sit out face buster and pins Sasha. Never a huge fan of the champion getting pinned. I think there's rare circumstances where it can work. Don't think this was one of them because if you want to have Carmella be Sasha's challenger again, there's different ways to do that. Uh, I said in my edited review earlier that if you want to have, if you want to make Carmella the number one contender, have a number one contenders match, maybe make it a triple threat with Bailey, Bianca, and Carmella because that's a really stacked triple threat as it is. Have it look like Bianca's going to win, because I understand you don't want to have Bianca take pinfall losses either, because you're still trying to protect her. Have it be a triple threat. Have Bianca look like she's going to win against Bailey. then Carmella chucks her out the ring and steals the pin. It's a tried and tested heel tactic that works, and it puts Carmella over as the number one contender, makes her look smart. It doesn't damage Bianca that much. Sure, it's another loss for Bailey. But compared to the other two people in this match, she doesn't need to be protected as much if you are going to have Carmella as the number one contender. If she's lower on the priority list of protection than the other two. So that was the way I would have done it because I think that makes way more sense than having your champ getting pinned ahead of Royal Rumble. But that's just me. I agree with you. Great, thanks. Um, So yeah, uh, uh, it was fine. The person I thought it was weird that we have this really cool four person main event scene on SmackDown right now for the women's championship. And the person that got to shine in the match was Reginald. I said, make one of your women look good at least. Jesus. Yeah, that was that was silly. Um, But I mean, given what we've had to endure for a long time with the the women's division on both Raw and SmackDown, I'm still very positive about oh, yeah. where all of this is going. It really yeah. feels like they've turned a corner on the... These these women are athletes and, and are good wrestlers, not yes. just, hey, she's pretty. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, totally. Um, yes, it, this is... Yeah, on the grand sliding scale of WWE and how they treat women, this is very much towards the top end of that scale. Yes. But, yeah, it could be better. Um, yeah, so... 
as we mentioned earlier on, this was the next backstage segment where Roman asked Paul Heyman to find out who made the match, um, which we find out later. Then it was Sonia Deville's random backstage return. Um, I wrote in my notes, wait, please don't tell me that was her return. What an effing waste if it was. It was. Um, then we had the Street Profits in the ring next, who did some sort of 2020 celebration, 2021 predictions type thing. Hmm. Sure. Uh, they unveiled a drum kit and Angelo Dawkins went on it for a bit. And then Montez Ford said that Street Profits are, are great. And then he said that Dolph Ziggler is like Shawn Michaels, which people have made that comparison since like 2012. And then Dolph Ziggler and, and Robert Roode came out and beat him up with a chair. Beatdown was pretty good. Mm. Didn't get this segment. Don't know what it was, really. No, I'm like with Billy Kay, not to the same extent, but it's kind of like, what is the Street Profits gimmick? Mm. Because it's just kind of like, they're fun guys and they like having fun. They and just it's like, that's fun. That's not really a gimmick that I can get behind as a like if I because they're so good, I want them to be like I would love them to have a sort of a fun like a sort of like a new day thing. I don't I don't obviously don't want them to be the new day. I don't want them to kind of just copy that, but I would love them to have like a fun side, but also a side where they can get like really like serious. But yeah. this is kind of like we're playing the drums and then we immediately get beaten up. And yes. it's like they weren't just kind of like and it they didn't get the upper hand. They just got absolutely destroyed with chairs and would just super kick to, to high heaven. Yeah. And then I was distracted from all of that. Oh. When, when Rude and Ziggler revealed that they're not just Robert Rude and Ziggler. Um, they have a tag team name. Mm -hmm. They are... The Dirty Dogs. <laughs> and it really sounds cool dogs. in my voice. The, the Dirty, dirty dogs. dogs. Dogs? Yes, they are the Dirty Dogs, but spelled D-A-W-G-S, because that's Ooh. how you spell it. Mm. Um, I, I saw that, because they, they wore matching uh, vests with Dirty Dogs on it, and I went, oh no, please don't tell me that's not their tag team name. Please tell me that's not their tag team name. Backstage segment, Ziggler. You know what? They cut a really good promo, I thought. Yeah. Ziggler and Rude, they cut a really good promo about Street Profits just having fun. With, with We need to be taken seriously. We want the Tag Team Championships, which sounds really generic and boring, but it was actually pretty good. And then there's just a line in that promo where Ziggler says, we're the Dirty Dogs. And I went, oh, no, that's their name. It, oh. <sighs> yeah, I, I was hoping 2020 was we would put it behind us with terrible names. Slapjack, mm. T-Bar, Mace knob end um um but it seems we are we haven't got past that no and dirty dogs dogs like, i don't know man it sounds rubbish i don't know yeah it sounds like a skeevy porn channel i don't know yeah. um yeah I, weird isn't it not again it's not a it's just it's like they they had so long to come up with this. These two have been tagging together for years. <laughs> and then they just go, oh, dirt, dirty dirt, dogs. Dirty dogs. Yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, like, it's, like they, it's like they contacted the people who ever bloody came up with Death Triangle. Yes. Um, and they went, 
Oh, right. Well, we've got, yeah, we've actually had another name. We've, we thought Dirty Dogs. Like, yes, yes, that is a great, that is a great name. Uh, no, it's a stupid maybe, name. Maybe it's an American thing. It, maybe it, we're going to get roasted in the comments because people are like, how did you not know this is an American thing? It's yeah. rubbish is what it is, though. Maybe, it's not great. It, but it's, it's annoying because it's one of those things where it's like, wow, great promo, great promo, great promo. Dirty dogs. Dirty dogs. And then you just forget everything they said in the promo because they just then say dirty dogs. Yeah, exactly. Dirty dogs. It's it's not as bad as Slapjack. No. But it's not great. Um, after that, we got Daniel Bryan and Otis versus Cesaro and Nakamura. A bit of a Royal Rumble showcase match because we know that Daniel Bryan and, assumedly, Otis are going to be in the Rumble. Daniel Bryan and Otis were doing some training beforehand. It's a bit weird, but okay. Uh, trying to practice using their hips, which just looked like Brian was humping Otis, but let's not get into that. Um, Cesaro and Nakamura came up to him in this in this like pre-taped thingy and just said, what's, what's going on here? And then they said, oh, yeah, we're practicing for the Rumble. And then they said, the, the, the joke is that you think you can win the Rumble. Lol, 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 lol. And then they had a match. We got like 10 seconds of Cesaro and Brian. And I'm like, God, just do that. It's not hard. Just do Cesaro versus Gable in a long singles feud and give them time on pay-per-view. Do Cesaro versus Brian. Give them a singles feud and give them time on pay-per-view. I promise it will be amazing. I, I don't think you realize, Pete, that Cesaro has to be in a tag team with another foreign person. He can speak five languages, Dadson. Yeah, exactly. Five so he, he's five times as foreign as everyone else in That's the company, true. so he yeah. has to be a foreign heel. You know what? You're you're not wrong. Um, yes, it, it, it was a fine match. There was wasn't that much to it. Um, Otis went for the caterpillar, um, and Gable was actually encouraging encouraging him to do so this time. I uh, missed with a Vader bomb. Daniel Bryan came in, hit a knee on Cesaro, and locked in the yes lock on Nakamura for the win. So they're pushing Bryan pretty strong. It looks like he's going to be yeah. a, a strong contender to win the Rumble. Um, he might win it, he might not, but he's definitely going to be a, a strong contender. Maybe like one of the final four you might expect. Um, but we've had Bryan in the Rumble before. So I'm not going to get my hopes up based on yeah. his track record. <laughs> like six years ago, mm. we had Brian in the Rumble. We were like, yes, finally, he's going to win it. Now it's and time. he was immediately kicked out of the Rumble. Like, oh, so yeah, like you say, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I mean, to be honest, I don't think Brian needs to win the Rumble. Um, yeah. But if he, won good, the Rumble, if he won the Rumble, I'd be like, hey, hey crazy. That's awesome. But yeah. he doesn't need to as much as other people. No, I agree. He doesn't need to. However, he hasn't won it before. So yeah. I feel like it's something that he he could do. Just another accolade to his name. I think it would be good. It was like when Seth Rollins won it to face Lesnar at Mania 35. Like, he didn't need to win the Rumble. But I was happy that he did. Because yeah. it's like, okay, Seth Rollins, former Royal Rumble winner. That's cool. Um, but yes, uh, after that, we got the main event, which was uh, Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso. Paul Heyman reports back to Roman Reigns just before it uh, happens backstage that Adam Pearce was the one that made this match. Shock horror. And Roman's just like, why does he continue to disrespect me? So I'm assuming there's some sort of consequence coming next week, potentially, um, with Roman getting his revenge on Adam Pearce, potentially. Um, this match, I was really excited for it because it's Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso. It's the main event of SmackDown. We know these two can go. They've had this spot before. Bound to be pretty good. Started off really well. Loads of fire. 
coming out. They both just started just on top of each other, just brawling, wailing away on each other, just no care about wrestling moves. They're just fighting. It was great. Um, lots of fire coming out of it. I was like, this is this is really good. Went to an ad break. I was like, okay, when we come back, there's going to be a great match waiting for me. Came back from an ad break. They're both kind of on the top rope, fighting about who's going to you know, get suplexed off or whatever. Uh, Jey Uso hits Kevin Owens off, goes for a splash and misses, lands awkwardly on his knee. Kevin Owens hits a stunner and wins. And I was like, why was all of the match in the ad break? That was weird. But then yeah. the beatdown after it kind of made up for that. I, I, I get why we didn't have a full match. We've seen these two in the main event spot a lot before. So I understand they didn't want to have that be kind of like repetitive. Just felt a bit odd with the pacing of that. But then we got a beatdown afterwards that was great. It was great. However... What Let's explain you... what happens first before you say your thoughts on the beatdown, because I know what you're going to do. You're going to talk about the beatdown before we've explained what the beatdown was. So let's explain the beatdown first. So straight after the match, Kevin Owens grabs some handcuffs, much like Jey Uso did to him in the steel cage last week, handcuffs Jay to the ropes and just starts beating him down, trying to bait Roman to come on out and, and save him. Eventually, he's not coming out. Uh, Kevin Owens uncuffs him and takes down. He says, fine, I'll come to you. On the way, he gets onto the stage. He sees the table, puts Jay on the table, climbs up a couple of the Thunderdome screens and says, it's all, all on you, Roman. Just come out, man. As he's running to go and do a senton off this thing through the table, Roman comes out of nowhere, starts beating down Kevin up on the Thunderdome screens, and he and Jey Uso beat him up really, really bad. They just absolutely just winning on him with the fists and chairs and just beat him down and beat him down and beat him down continually. And then they climb up to like third, fourth, fifth row of the Thunderdome screens, really, really high up. And then they just chuck Kevin off the side through the table that he was going to go through originally. It was a really good beat down. Really, really liked it. Go ahead with what you were going to say. Absolutely. It was 98% fantastic. However, just logically speaking. Oh, no. Why did he uncuff Jey Uso at all? Because well, he, said, I, he said, I'm going to come to you. No, I know. I, I get that. And I know that he was going to set up the bigger spot. But if he wanted to just, if he just wanted to find Roman, then surely just leaving Jey Uso cuffed would have been much better. Because obviously if he, if he like goes, oh, sorry, mate, I'll uncuff you. Then he's, then he's just means that there are two people that could possibly attack him rather than one. Yeah, but he was in control of Jay and wanted to beat him up more. And he just wanted to do it else. Clearly, wasn't in well, enough control of Jay. It doesn't make, like I know it's that kind of hothead thing, and I, I get it absolutely. I, I was just that was just my kind of me thinking out, outside of kayfabe. But no, gen generally, absolutely brilliant. Um, really cool visual to end the show. Sort of mm -hmm. in going go through the table, those two up high. Um, and yeah, I think it's gonna yeah, like, like we mentioned earlier. Last man standing match makes a lot of sense for the rumble. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they, if, if the story they tell over the next few weeks is they they announce the match for the rumble, and or they don't, maybe they don't announce it, but the next few weeks, Owens gets beaten down, put through something, and then he gets up to end the show. And then he gets up and the next week he gets up again to end the show. And he's like, keeps getting up and they're like, what are we going to have to do? And then the rumble is just going to have an absolutely insane spot. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. He's going to get thrown off the top of the, of the Tropicana 
dome, where it's called, uh, Tropicana Field. Like, that's going to be... Kevin Owens doesn't mind falling off things. There's going to be something crazy, and I'm terrified but also excited to see what what it is that's going to put him down for 10. I mean, they've already um, kind of done the story of Kevin Owens just keeping getting back up. They yeah. had it on, I think it was it the go home for TLC. It was when he just got yeah. buried under all the rubble in the ring. And then the last shot was him getting on a chair and cutting a promo. So that that's already established about KO. So I think a last man standing match really fits his, his character that we've already seen. Um, so all they really need to do is just have a feud they don't need to necessarily be as overt with the ko keeps getting back up because we already know that if like i said in my edited review i'd like for him to take a week off to like sell the the beat down essentially but then when he comes back the week after or maybe they announce that ko is not here because he's resting from the the beat down last week and the very end of the show he comes out like i don't know neck brace on why not uh, comes out with that and he just like comes down to the ring and starts going ham on Roman and Jay and they're like, how is he here? That doesn't make any sense. And he actually stands tall for once, like it's a stunner on Jay or yeah. something. And he like just stands there and being like, I'm not going anywhere kind of thing. That would be a cool next week segment, I think. But yes. yeah. The, o- uh, the only strange thing with it, like about this sort of whole, uh, these, this whole main event segment is that prior to the show, WWE was uh, like advertising that Roman was going to make a special request, and that hmm. they they really pushed that, and it didn't happen. So I, I don't know whether they, I don't know whether the script was ripped up just beforehand to do that. But yeah, oh, no. Before before the show, they were really they were sort of pushing. So they 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 stopped advertising the Seth stuff, but they did start advertising that Roman's gonna do this big request. Uh, so I, I would I wonder whether they've just kind of put that on the back seat for another week. Yeah, maybe, or maybe they just scrapped the idea entirely. Yes. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so overall, I rated this a good show because I thought there was a lot of frustrating stuff on this show, like Sasha getting pinned and the wasted Sonya return, dirty dogs. Um, but I think overall, though, the main focus of the show was once again, you know, Roman and, and yeah. whatever story Roman's in. Roman and Kevin Owens this time. And it was still really good, despite the yeah. fact that we didn't get that proper main event match that I wanted. The beatdown afterwards, I think, made up for it. So I'll give it a good three out yeah. of four. I thought this was I, a solid, I, solid show. I came away from the show feeling like I'd been entertained, and that's kind mm. of what I what I look for. So yeah, 2.5 to, to three out of four. got an email here that i'll read out first in fact actually first i'm going to talk about my new year because there's a thing i wanted to to mention because mm. we, we had the plan my mom had a really cool plan of doing yeah. a games night for Ooh. new year's so she cooked a three course meal and between each course we play a game and i was like that sounds really fun let's do that um you're you're you're, you're looking confused and no i'm, all, I'm already seeing an issue but carry on no it it worked really well um, we had we had all the timings planned out and everything, um, and w- one of them was a a quiz with some of my parents' friends that I didn't know. Um, all of them were old and didn't know how to zoom properly. It was adorable. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it worked really well. Um, and also, my mom had prepared a very specific three course meal, 
and she'd done little like she printed out little like did you know sheets as to why we were having these specific kinds of food so it was like in the in the what was it the starter was something that i've forgotten already i'm such a good son everyone i'm so good at all of this but it was basically saying like in this culture it's really good luck to have this thing and this is why so we're gonna have this and like just before midnight my mom brought out um like 12 grapes on a skewer and said well in spanish culture they have 12 grapes at midnight to symbolize the coming 12 months if you get a particularly sour grape on any one of those months and that means it's probably going to be not a great month for you and all that stuff I didn't get any sour ones, so my 2021 oh. is going to be top tier. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was it was really cool. It was a really nice idea. My mum's lovely. I was going to so, say, yeah. mums, mums are the best. I saw I saw a post recently saying like, I re- I think I realised the reason that Christmas is so special is because I had a mum that loved me so much when I was growing up. So that would be yeah. uh, agreed. Anyway, carry on, Pete. You were you yes. Were. Um, yeah, and one other thing I want to say as well. So New Year's was great, but like we we finished all the stuff we had planned at about quarter to eleven, and I was like, "Cool, I'm just gonna stay up, I guess, mm. for another hour and fifteen minutes." It, yeah, it, it it was still nice though to be around my parents and all that jazz. And yesterday, because you know, it's my dad's birthday, two days before Christmas, mm. we did one of his birthday presents, which was an online escape room, which is nice. the first time I've ever done an escape room which is weird because I feel like I'd really, really, really like them. Yes. And um, what you can't see, uh, listeners, is that Pete is actually still stuck uh, in that escape room. Uh, they true, all failed. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, now we're, we're stuck in the internet. Work. It was an online escape room, so we're stuck in the internet right now. Yeah. Um, just Crazy trying to find way out. Yeah. Um, but it, it was Sherlock Holmes themed. Um, nice. And it was very good. Um, we, it took us a little bit to find our feet because it just kind of threw us in with, without any context. It went, start. Like, what, what's it wasn't happened? a German one, was it? No. No, okay. Because I, I did a Sherlock theme, uh, theme one, which from a German company once. Um, no, they are very, very good. I, I've been given a... Uh, I, I, got, I got lots of presents which were like, when COVID is over... Um, so I got like some travel vouchers and a yep. weekend away, mm-hmm. like voucher and an and like a, a, an in person two per, two player uh, tra- uh, escape room voucher. Nice. So I've got all these things to look forward to once I can yes. actually do them. Um, so so that's that's all very good. Uh, you said you got, got a, my you dad said you... for, for for his birthday. I got um, we can go to a brewery sometime once COVID's over. So, so yeah, see, this is the thing. Pa- parents, you notice as you get older, as they get older, they, all they really want is to spend more time with you. Exactly. Um, so the last few years, I've just been getting them experiences. This year, I really couldn't think of anything that we hadn't already done. Uh, so I got them a, th- a three-course meal at this. Have you seen the film About Time? Uh, no. Have you heard of the restaurant Dans le Noir in London? I recognize the name. Basically, it is a restaurant with blind waiters and you sit in That's you right. sit in the dark. Um, and apparently it's like a really crazy sensory sort of culinary mm-hmm. experience. Um, so yeah, I, I got I got them that. Um, but it's you fun. said you got a, you got you said you got a Fitbit. I am starting because it's the new year. Mm-hmm. I'm starting personal training on Monday, Pete. <gasps> uh, because new year, I need new to year. not lose weight. 
I need to gain weight. Gain. I am, Absolutely. I am, according to my BMI, I am underweight. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, one of my uh, football teammates is a very good personal trainer. So I will be starting that a 12 week thing in the hope of gaining several kilos and several muscles that I didn't know existed. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm going to. So and then in 2021, I will be on the biggest body transformations of the year list. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what, what, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's kind of my, my main res. I don't really do resolutions, but I thought me neither. As, as I don't year, and as I got sort of, as I spent time at home at Christmas, I've saved some money. So mm-hmm. I, thought I might as well, what, what are you, what are you planning on doing this year? Uh, not much. Just being, be, being better about stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't really do resolutions. I'm just hoping to no. get, like, you know, happier would be nice for 2021 yeah. you know lockdown was a bit ass so i'm hoping it's not as ass in 2021 that would be great that's all i'm really hoping for um, are you, are you, are I, you I, feeling I not like an ass at the moment i'm feeling okay right now yeah today is a good day so good let's take those victories starting off 2021 right um but i did say i had an email that i did want to mm. read before we, uh, before we get out of here today and this comes in from seth aka seth amphetamines uh who says um, he just emails him uh, to say where the podcast staff fall on a wrestling card. Who are the main eventers? Who are the mid carders? Who are the lower mid carders? Uh, right? Why do I feel like this is going to be a dig on I me? But this is in relation to not their quality on the podcast, but how close they are to the jam that championship because that is important. This is going to be another dig. It's still a dig on me. I, I it's definitely it's... not. But okay, main eventers, Mr. Davis, obviously, Mr. Davis. Lukewarm Luke Owen and El Fakador, Laurie Blake. The mid carders. The mid carders. Chopper Pete, Adam Blompier. The lower mid carders, Denise Salcedo and Randy Andy Datsun. I may get some heat for Denise, says Seth, but she hasn't been anywhere near the championship. I love Denise and I'm Andy's number one fan on YouTube, but they got to get closer to that title or they get dubbed lower card. Anyway, just a fun idea I thought of. Much love, Jan, that jab. Thank you, Seth. I mean, honestly, you've got to blame the bookers because it's not my fault that no one's booked me to be anywhere near that champion championship. I mean, we have we have we have booking meetings three times a week for this for these things. Yeah, yeah, we have so many meetings about this, and it's not last minute at all. No, absolutely not. We know the lineup for Quizlemania next week. Um, yeah, we know the lineup for all of the live reactions for never. Yeah. But um, yeah, Seth, uh, Seth, Seth now follows me on Instagram. He's one of the eight people who do that. Nice. Um, so uh, I, I know I now know what he looks like. Um, does that mean though, if you're on the lower mid card and you're complaining about the bookers, are you now an underutilized talent that needs to shine in a better spotlight? Are you going to go to Cultaholic or something? I mean, it's it's pro- probably yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think everyone realizes everyone realizes a very long time ago that I should be on every video, um, mm-hmm. and that uh, I probably should be in Ollie's position. But you know, um, it is it is what it is. I've instead all I've been doing is creating the uh, most read wrestling website in the world, um, other than WWE.com, I suppose. Um, wrestling news website in the world but uh, you know i just sort of done that over the last two and a half years it's it's, it's been it's been okay yeah I and mean, that also means as well 
that now it's the older talent keeping the younger talent down. Mm. That's what's happening with you. Exactly. With, I mean, this is just, this is just what happens in all wrestling companies. Um, mm. I mean, I will be, I'll be, I'll be threatening to leave so that Ollie offers me a really massive contract soon. Um, so if, if anyone's got any websites that they want me to work on, um, turn turned a website uh, which had zero page views into into millions and millions every month. So uh, just 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 let me know. I mean, also you could just join the authority because look what happened to me. I was no one. Join the authority. Now I'm on the mid card, mate. One rung below the main event. It's only a matter of time. Telling yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's gone it's gone really well for you. It um, has. Everything. Jam that champion. It's gone great. Yeah. No, absolutely. You are you are Jay Uso. I am, and that's good. Main event Uso. Main event chopper mm. right here. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the SmackDown podcast. We are glad to be back. It's 2021. We are better now than ever, as you mentioned before at the start. Um, yeah, we we should be relatively back into the swing of things bar Luke being off this coming week. Um, but after that, yeah, we should be back into the regular old swing of things with all our regular content after the Christmas break. So thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back soon. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.